and welcome to Have Another Cuppa with me, Daisy Williams. I hope you're all poised with your cuppas, ready for today's guest, Claire Hingott. Now, Claire's an actress who I met last year when we worked together on a show in Chapter, Art Centre in Cardiff. She's such an inspiring, hard-working and really positive person and I always feel more optimistic once I've spoken to her. So I thought, who better to come on the podcast this week than her? Obviously, we recorded this episode separately in our own home, as we're both self-isolating like most of you at the moment. So I'm so glad we were able to work out the technology to make it happen and connect with you all today and hopefully bring you a little bit of joy. I'll stop blabbing on now. I hope you all enjoy. So, um, you started off as a teacher... Um, how did you come about going from teaching to acting? Well, I I grew up in a family that was heavily involved in amateur dramatics. So literally all my life, that's all I've ever known. You know, some families grow up in a sporty household. I grew up in a creative household. Um, my dad always been interested and involved with drama. So much so that we lived in a house and it had a basement flat. And basically, my parents converted this flat into a theatre. They sat about 30 people. On the way. Yeah, it was amazing. And so they would put on shows to the local people and then the money would go to charity. So picture this from when, you know, as long as I can remember, the living room would be the dressing room. That's where all the, everybody would be getting <laughs> into their costumes and putting their makeup on. And then literally the basement of our house was a theatre and I've, we've got some pictures of it and it's fantastic. It's, you know, it sat 30 people, it had a bath, a back, it had lights. So that was my childhood. So, I, you know, the first show I was ever in, I think I was like one or something, The Wizard of Oz, I just kind of came on at the end. Um, so that's been my life, always involved in the arts, in with, with drama, with theatre. So it was inevitable that I was going to follow that path, I'd say. Yeah. And you, but you did, like I said, you were a teacher first. Um, and you did, your, you know, your degree in teaching and you were a drama teacher for a while. Why did you decide to go down the teaching route, do you think? Because I had such a fabulous experience in school. I absolutely loved school. I went to, to Ridvel in the Welsh school in, in Pontypridd, as it was then. Mm. And it was... Oh, it was a, it was prolific in 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 the arts and music and drama, so I was in every production going in school, and I just had a really really fabulous positive experience. My teachers were amazing; they they inspired me, and I just thought I'd love to be a teacher. You know, when you yeah. when you're surrounded by teachers that inspire you, and if you're that way inclined, I just thought, well, I'd love to be a teacher as well. So my parents have always been very much, you know, give things a go. What have you got to lose? You know, if you don't give it a go, you'll never know kind of attitude. So my mother said, well, why don't you be a teacher as well? She said, it'd be a great career to get behind you if you're going to go into acting. If it all falls flat with the acting, you can fall back on the teaching. So I did that. I thought, well, yeah, why not? You know, why why do you have to have one career for life? So I went, I did my degree. Then I went to Aberystwyth and did my PGC. I taught for three years full time. Um, drama right up to A level, you know, in a comprehensive school, and then I left teaching to go to drama school. So I, I, I kind of did it all, and why not? And I'm so glad that I did because during my time as an actress, you know, when we have these periods when we're out of work, 
I fell back on the teaching and the supply teaching and that really kept me going for 15 years. Pay, mm. Paid the bills when, you know, when the lean times came with the acting. So teaching was always a passion of mine, as was the performing. So I guess I was lucky enough to do it, to do the both things. And I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. So did you always have the view of, right, I'm going to teach now, but I want to go and do a further education in uh, a drama school sort of thing was that always on the horizon yeah I think it was definitely um you know because obviously having a steady job it was it was quite a big step then walking away from that full-time teaching income with a mortgage and everything going back to study um so but yeah it was something that I that I always wanted to do and I didn't want to look back and regret and think god you know I got so comfortable in the teaching and the income and and I never actually pursued my dream. So I made sure that I got out pretty early on before my teaching yeah. career took off because it was going that way, you know. Um, no doubt, that, you know, I was going to be coming, becoming, you know, head of year and all the rest of it. And I just thought, yeah. unless I do this now, I'm going to be teaching until I'm 68 and I'm going to look back and regret. So, yeah, I took the plunge. Um, I got a scholarship to go to Welsh College of Music and Drama or the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama, I should say. So it paid for my fees, quite luckily. Amazing. Yeah, I got the S4C scholarship and I and I, I contacted some local businesses who, who actually gave me some money and funded me through through that, which is fantastic, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, most people don't get that lucky now, but and that helped. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's all right. Um, and was that what allowed you to do it at that point in time or was there something that you were like, right, this is the year I'm going to do it? Yeah, I... I it was all fate really. I I talked with a guy. He was a he was a he was um a student teacher, and he left teaching. He decided it wasn't for him. He 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 was doing teaching um his his uh his student teaching at at the school I was teaching in. We became friendly. He left teaching and he had a job. He went to work in the marketing department of the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama, and he literally said to me, "Oh, you know, why didn't you come and see some of the end of year productions that the third year are doing?" So I went to the college, I, I watched some of the productions and I was literally blown away and inspired. And I thought, nah, this is the time and this is where I want to come. So it was meeting him, teaching, that kind of introduced me to the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama, where I went and saw some productions. And then literally, by the following September, I, d- I was there, I was as a student there myself. I'd enrolled on, on the course. So it was kind of fate, really. The teaching sort of, you know took me to, you know, introduced me to Matthew, then ended up getting a job in Welsh College. And I just thought, now is now or never, you know, before I'm going to get too used to my income and, and my mortgage and everything else. So, so, yeah, I always wanted to do it. And I just thought sooner rather than later. So what were, actually, so what was the course you did after I was college? What? I did the, the one-year acting course, which is the sort of three-year course condensed into one which was amazing because it was so intense and full on. Literally, we'd started up at nine every day and you'd be, you know, I'd be getting home at sort of eight, eight o'clock in the night. It was such a fabulous course and it was purely practical. Um, yeah. And so that was, a, that was an amazing course. Um, and to be honest with you, I was so stunned to have got on the course because obviously hundreds of people auditioned and it was like 15 places. Was it mostly theatre on that course? Or? Yeah, it was theatre. We did do a TV project. 
Um, but mainly it was, you know, it was it was theatre and well, it was everything and dance movement, whatever you want, you know. It was it was master classes. Um, yeah, it kind of prepared you for everything really. But I just always thought that I would, kind of, uh, veer towards theatre. But that's sort of and that has happened to some extent, not as much as I would have liked. But as soon as I finished Welsh College, in fact, before I finished there, I got a job presenting um, children's programmes on with BBC and S4C. So, so for the first couple of years of my of my career, when I left college, I was doing loads of presenting. So my first presenting job was with Gethin Jones. We did this, oh, yeah. yeah, we did this. The first thing we ever did, we did this this kids show on Espedware called Mars Drab. It was like an outdoor activity pursuits program on Espedwarek and then I did lots of stuff for the BBC um kids things and doing lots of stuff for their education department so then I kind of made a decision because I was really going down the lots of presenting which I really enjoyed and I had a flair for and then but then I sort of decided well it's either one thing or the other so I kind of moved away from the presenting because I wanted to focus more on the acting um but yeah, I did, did so. That, yeah, I fell into lots and lots of presenting, and I did radio stuff and kids shows, and and did lots with the BBC at that time. So, yeah, and then and then some TV work, and but not as much theatre as I would love, because that is what I love doing. You can't beat that live audience thing. No, definitely. And you're a very positive person. Very energetic. How is that what I would describe you? Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, do you think that's something? Have you always sort of been like that, or is that something you've built up through, you know, acting and performing? And has that helped your confidence? Or I think it stems from my parents. Um, my parents always instilled in me, particularly my mother, this can-do attitude. And you know, they would always, they would always encourage me to give things a go. You know, they were my parents were never the sort of people who'd be sort of like, oh well, you know, you better not. Or oh, what if you fall over? What if this happens? What if the wheel falls off? My parents are very. They're older. My parents, you know, my mum had me when she was forty, so I've got older brothers and sisters. Oh. And I don't know, maybe that they're older parents. They were more relaxed. They were more comfortable in their own skin, and sort of just instilled in me a bit more of an old-fashioned value and and also this this value of just giving stuff a go you know my father's always got this 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 mantra of get up get out get on with it in fact I've got it in my study you know he printed this thing out, out for me this this one of these sayings you know get up get out get on with it and they've always told me to have give things a go so I will always be grateful to them for that and yeah my mother particularly is an incredibly positive person she's got this zest for life you know she's 80 but you'd think she was 60 she's got this young attitude my father's more cautious but is his side of the family that all the creative stuff comes from my father's family were like really professional musicians my father's family performed with Elgar you know, in his orchestra and stuff. So my father's is the creative side that comes from him. But yeah, I've always just, you know, and and doing drama, you know, d- p- p- performing arts for kids is so crucial, so important. It just gives you so many skills, confidence. 
you know, self-esteem. And I think doing that for years and years and years and being brought up and immersed in that sort of life and culture and attitude with my parents and all their friends and all the drama I've done, like lots of other people who've been involved in drama, you know, it does give you that confidence. It does give you that positivity. Maybe, you know, that that sort of feeling for giving stuff a go. So, you know, drama is so good for people, so good, isn't it, on so many levels, the performing... That performance stuff is just so good for confidence. So it's probably down to that. Yeah. And um, you also are very musical as well. Um, you sing in a jazz band. Yeah, jazz um, trio and a, and, a, and a big swing band. Where does that sort of... Does that again come from your parents? Because jazz, I think... I love jazz, but it's a particular... Um, you, you hear people say, oh, I can't stand jazz, which I've never got. But yeah. it's, it's a very particular sort of... Um, Sound genre, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we, yeah, is that come from your parents as well or is that just something... Yeah, I mean, my, you know, my father's family, you know, in, incredibly musical. You know, they were... They, so the musical side obviously comes from my dad because my mother's tone deaf. <laughs> she's the positive one, but she's tone deaf. Um, the talents come from my father, and yeah, I've always loved music. You know, I've always been brought up with music in the household and on the radio, the, you know, and in the car. And when when I say when we say jazz, I mean the jazz that I enjoy and that I sing is is the is the American songbook swing stuff that every most people know and love. Nat King Cole, you know, Duke Ellington, all that stuff. So it's not that way of jazz where everyone's doing their own thing. Uh, it's, it is the mainstream swing stuff, which obviously is really popular and has had a renaissance, you know, thanks to people like Buble and whatever. But so that's the kind of jazz that I do. Mm. I don't really like popular music. I always say I was born in the, in the wrong era. You know, I love all that 40s, 50s music. And, and I think having older parents, that's probably where that's come from. Um so yeah, I, I do I do love jazz and swing and I and there is there's nothing quite like standing up and performing with a live band. You know, I'm lucky I've never had to sing with backing tracks. I've always always had a live band behind me which is uh, is pretty amazing. And um yeah, music, you know, it talks to everyone, doesn't it? And and it's so good for you again, you know, it's like therapy. I think that helps with keeping positive when you're a singer. You know, singing is 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 good therapy um and i i love doing that and you know i'm lucky to have had those experiences because it's taken me to some brilliant places and you meet some fabulous people and get to perform at some some incredible venues and and places and and you you know you experience stuff that most people don't get to experience so i've i've loved that journey as well Like like we said before, you are a very positive person, but is there anything you think, obviously being an actor can be difficult, um, and as you said, you left a full-time teaching job to be an actor. Um, is, do you find that difficult? or? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it's, it's difficult. The path we choose as creative people is not easy. You know, you've got to have a lot of grit, You've got to have a lot of resilience. You've got to have broad shoulders because part of our world is, yeah, we get to do some fab, cool stuff, 
but there's a hell of a lot of rejection and of course that takes its toll on you as a person and 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 I actually think I'm quite good at dealing with with rejection and as it as it goes I I I'd actually give myself some credit for that because you know you can't control things can you you can't control everything you can control the controllables that's what we say you can control how well you do in an audition how you prepare but you can't control the outcome and I've you know I've done some fabulous auditions and got the job I've done some awful auditions and got the job and this world of being an actor it makes no sense sometimes um and if you try and make sense of it I think you drive yourself mad but it is tough you know I particularly recently you know I obviously I got the role on Stella which was amazing and you know that was that was a you could say that was a great door opener and in some ways it has been but you know I'm just a job in actor like everybody else and and I've had some fabulous auditions in the past year and I haven't had them and you know it's been disappointing I've had some really good auditions recently one 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 for the National Theatre I mean there's somewhere that I would absolutely love to work I'd love to work at the National and I'd love to work at the RSC so I got through the door last month of the national but i but i didn't get the job you know so you come close to sort of realizing dreams and goals and then you build yourself up and you do the best you can do and then you know you don't get the job and that kind of is like somebody pulling the rug from under your feet and i guess you've just got to get on with him we've just got to sort of get up dust yourself down and think right move forward not back you know forwards not back great thing that they taught us in Welsh College, which I'll always remember. Um, one of the lecturers saying, "You know, cancel and continue," and what a great little phrase saying, whatever you want to call it, that is, is just cancel the whatever whatever just happened and try and continue, try and pick yourself up and and get back on it, and yeah. and stay positive in whatever way you can, and you know, as actors. We've got to diversify, which is, you know, and so many actors do. We, have, You know, actors have these portfolio careers, don't they, where they do loads of other things. And I guess that's what's been good about the singing because that's always been a constant thing. So that's sort of always kept my creative juices topped up when the acting's been a bit um, been a bit lean and, and, and thin on the ground. Yeah. But, yeah, it is it is difficult and... You know, you do have the the low points because you think, God, yeah, you know, I've I've done this, I've done that. I should be doing more. I should be working more. And then you see, you know, a lot of the same faces in things, and you think, Oh, you know, mm. I'd love to have got that opportunity. But it's just about keeping going, I think, and and yeah. you know, never quitting and trusting your own instincts and knowing if you're doing a good job and and asking for help. You know, everybody should have a a mentor, someone they go to, somebody who helps them. And and somebody and people who make you better or make you think about things. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's a it's definitely an interesting world, isn't it? Being yeah. being an actor and just because you're on stuff doesn't mean you're gonna get stuff. Yeah. And that's the being the biggest lesson for me. I thought, oh after Stella, you know, my I'm gonna be working all the time. And that that hasn't been the case, you know. Mm. So it's interesting. But I think that's some brilliant advice for ne- particularly now you know, last week all the theatres up and down the country closed. Yeah. Um, you know, not just for 
people who work in the arts, you know, I work in a theatre in Cardiff and we have Welsh groups come in and do lessons there, we have kids come, you know, and all these, all this activity going on and they're not there now and everybody's self-isolating so I think that's a good uh, little mantra to have is cancel and continue. Um, yeah. just as we get through these next couple of weeks, isn't it? That's right, and do what you can. You know, while we're at home, you can skill up, you can read, you can watch things on online, you can, you know, get coaching. There's, you know, there's a wealth of resources on the internet that yeah. are free, and we could use that time just to skill up and be ready and get ready for when it, this this madness ends and we're ready to hit it again. So, I've actually got a question from my mum, uh, who's a big fan, as you know. Right. <laughs> um, and she's asked, are you anything like Nurse Cheryl in real life? <laughs> and I to add on to this, is Nurse Cheryl anything like your mum? Because I know your mum was a nurse, wasn't she? Yes. So, any inspiration drawn from your mum for that? <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and she'd kill me if I said yes. No, I don't know where Nurse Cheryl has come from, to be honest, from the depths of my, I don't know, my, I, well, I have no idea. Um, no, I, look, Cheryl's a weird, all right. I mean, I've, you know, I have my moments, but I'd like to think that, that I am the polar opposite of Cheryl Sprague. I think the name says it all. Who's Sprague? Is that a surname? Cheryl Sprague was her name, yeah. Um, what a great name for a character. Um... No, I I am nothing like Cheryl, thank God. And neither was my mother. Although I've lots of nurses come up to me, you know, over the years, come in random places, going, oh, I, have we, we've got a nurse on our ward, or we've got a sister on our ward, or is there somebody in the hospital? My God, you were so much like her. She's so much like you. She's so much like the nurse. And I think, my God, no way. There's actually real live nurses out there that are like Cheryl Sprague. I'm surprised they haven't been sacked. And struck off the register. So yeah, it's, there's interest in how many how many nurses have come up to me and said, "Oh God, yeah, I know a nurse who's like that," and you can't believe it, can you? So um, no, I had lots of fun playing Cheryl, but I'd love to think that other than my voice, I am not like that at all, and my mother certainly isn't. <laughs> and I couldn't think of a worse job to be than a nurse. I I am so squeamish. I'm so. I'm so timid with things like that. I could never, I have not got the resilience to be a nurse. So, unlike my mum, and so I, this is a job that I would never do, but respect all those amazing people that are nurses. But um, I, I could never have done it. i got to say, I was a little bit nervous when we did do uh, okay. the first time after seeing you on Stella. It was like, oh, I don't know what she's going to be like in real life. <laughs> Did you think I was going to be scary and military-like and weird? No, I don't know. I think because you were really funny on the show. Yeah, it's not that I thought you'd be like New Cheryl. I don't know what I thought. I think it was just like... Because you, when you watch somebody and you find them really funny, you kind of hope they're nice in real life. Well, I hope I haven't disappointed. No, you haven't. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. That's gla- I'm glad to hear that. That's lovely. No, but it, yeah, it was a brilliant role. I mean, we had so much fun doing it, and you know, 
Ruth loved my character and wrote a lot of stuff in for my character. We would just be on set and she would just say, oh, I've just thought of something you can say, or will you say this, or can you say that, or, you know, corona and things like that. And she would just come up with these things, so we'd do another take and, and we'd try something else. So that was lovely, is, you know, that I was kind of Ruth's little play thing sometimes and she would just ask me to to try different things. So we had a lot of fun on on the... Um, on set with with flexing our muscles and trying stuff out for Cheryl, so yeah, yeah it was it was great fun. Mm. And it was a lovely way to work as well because I always imagine you know you hear like film sets are sort of like regimented with the time and da 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 da. So I suppose it's quite nice to be able to do that while on f- working on a film rather than in theatre where you've got that time to sort of play around. So was there a lot of prep time before or was it more like on set, let's go and let's try stuff out? We did have little bits of prep time, but um, not really. It was just literally, you know, you'd have the script read through with all the cast at the start um, of the of the, um, of the shooting periods. We'd all meet and have a read through, which was always great fun. And then literally just kind of go for it. Some things were rehearsed a little, but not not generally. Um, and we did have a lot of fun on set, as you can imagine. Have we ever shot anything and got got anything done sometimes is a miracle because we would, you know, end up creasing ourselves laughing and having to do retakes. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was it was great fun and it was a lovely thing to be a part of. Um, and I'll um, you know treasure it always. And you've said you know you'd like to do more theatre. Is there a particular role or a particular play you'd like to be in in the future, if you could? I've always I've always loved Shakespeare. I did a lot of that growing up. Um I'd love to work I'd love to work at the RSC. I'd love to work at the National. I also like new writing. Um and the Sherman is always I've done a few a few projects at the Sherman and loved it and I recently auditioned for for um for a play there um which you know I got close to getting but again didn't quite get it so I, I would love to work I'd love to work at the Sherman again I think they do fabulous stuff um and obviously new new director there I'd love to work with him um but yeah I'd love I just I'd just love to do a bit more theatre and I'd love to do something on the main stage at, at the at the Millennium Centre as well I've done stuff in the in the studio but I'd love to to do a big show on the main stage, um, that would be really cool. Um, so who would you say inspires you? Ooh, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, people that people that I know, not necessarily celebrities or people that you know you'd think of. Um, my mum has been a massive inspiration to me because she literally came from nothing and became a nurse she you know she went back to university when I was a year old she was work she before that she worked on an, a van selling eggs and my mother has, has just got this determination about her she's got the grit and she's got an incredible work ethic and she turned her life around literally and and gave us a, a lovely life and became you know the best that she could be in her field you know, and she inspired lots of people. So people like that, my uncle, you know, her brother, self-made millionaire, from you know, rags to riches story. He, him, and my my cousin inspire me. Who took on over his business, um, 
and to the people I know, you know, ordinary people who've achieved extraordinary things inspire me every day. Also, you know, people like, you know, this is kind of cliched, but Oprah Winfrey, again, somebody with grit and resilience. And she always talks about people being authentic. And somebody like Ellen DeGeneres, you know, the, 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 the host, she, I think she's fabulous. She's just been such a bastion for gay women and, and, and gay people. And she, she's just incredible. But mo- mainly people that I know that would mean nothing to anybody else, but the people around me, you know, in my business, people who, who are just willing to get off their backside and make a difference because so many people moan about things, but if nothing changes, nothing changes, you know, for things to change, you've got to, you've got to make changes and make things happen. And it's the people around me every day that have just made, made stuff happen rather than just sitting back and letting life happen to you. You make life happen. They are the people that I love, the people with balls, with grit, with determination to turn their lives around for the better of, for they, for them and their family um and and yeah that that they are the sort of people that that inspire me people that I know and also you know this may be a bit cliched again but somebody like Ruth you know working with Ruth Jones just seeing what a lovely ordinary person she is and that she's so talented and she's so humble you know uh, from writing books to writing you know scripts for tv to 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 everything that she does you know she's she's just really clever and she's just an ordinary girl who's just you know made the most of the talents that she was born with and that that inspires me people who just make the most of every day yeah so it's ordinary people doing extraordinary things isn't it yes yes absolutely and i i'm lucky to know quite a lot of those and um, they are the people who inspire me, definitely. Because, you, you know, you look at people like that and you think you can see that it's achievable. It gives you some hope. You think, well, yeah, I know them actually and I know what they've done and, and the steps they've they've taken and the actions they've made and they're just normal people. So they inspire you because you think, God, if they can do it, I can do it. Why can't I? Why can't I do it? You know, as opposed to somebody on television that you, you, you hold up there and you think, well, I'll, I could never be that person. You know, I'm never going to be that how can I be that? For me, that that doesn't that doesn't float my boat. It's, it's the people who surround me every day, who I know and who I can reach out to and get inspired by on a daily basis. Well, thank you so much, Claire. Um, I finish every podcast right with my guest finishing three sentences. Oh, right. Looking forward to this. So the first sentence is, I love what I do because. I love what I do because it's not like a real job. You get paid for showing off, making people laugh, giving people light relief and bringing some joy into people's lives. Um, Especially at a time like now. And I love it because it makes me free. I feel, you know, I feel free. I feel like I haven't got, you know, a job that's weighing around my neck, pulling me down. Yeah. A vocation is a is a is a blessing to have as a career. A vocation is a blessing. Brilliant. 
April and the second sentence is in five years time. In five years time, I hope that I'm going to be the best mother that I can be because, you know, back eight months ago, we adopted a little girl. And so my new challenge in life is being a mother and learning about all the challenges and the wonders and the frustrations and the scary times that that brings. So in five years, my little girl will be seven. And I hope that I can instill in her and give to her what my parents gave to me. And that I'm still here to teach her and guide her and, and, and have fun with her every day. So yeah, and you know, in five years, I, I hope that I'm, I'm gonna grow as a person and grow as a parent, as a mum. Fab answer. And lastly, the third sentence is, I'm happiest when? I'm happiest when I am with my partner because every day brings new joys when you're a parent, when you're a new parent, like I am, a, you know, a novice mum. Um, and you find wonder in the, in the most basic and smallest of things that don't cost any money. And I, yeah, I'm just happiest when I'm at home or in West Wales, on a beach, walking on the path and just, just spending time with the people I love. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Claire. Thank you. It's been a joy. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Claire, for being my guest this week on Have Another Cuppa. I'm definitely going to keep the mantra of cancel and continue as we move through the next couple of weeks. Thank you as well to Joshua David Bartholomew for our music and, of course, to all of you for listening. If you liked this week's episode, remember to like, rate and subscribe and let your friends know about us. And if you haven't, remember you can catch up on all of our previous episodes now. Hope you're all keeping safe. Speak to you all soon. Bye. Yeah, tra, tra, bye. Tra, 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 tra. Yep, yeah, I'm going now. Tra, bye. Bye. Tra.